We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2 From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair. Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal. Soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. Hello, folks. Colin Kelly here from Rotoviz Overtime, a podcast I host along with Sean Siegel. And in just a little moment, we'll jump straight into the podcast. Before we do so, I want to let you know as a loyal podcast listener, you can save yourself 10% of a Rotoviz NFL pass right now on the rotoviz.com website. It gives you access to all of our content and tools and sets you up perfect for the NFL season. All you have to do is add the code 2020RBRadio at checkout or by going to rotoviz.com forward slash podcast for more information. And of course, while you're listening to the podcast on the network, helps us out a lot if you can rate and review on your favorite podcast app. I really do appreciate that. As I mentioned at the start, Road of His Overtime with Sean Siegel twice a week. If you haven't already checked it out, be sure to do so after this show. But let's get straight into it. Enjoy the podcast.
What's up, guys? Welcome into another edition of Bogey Free. I'm your host, Matt Jones. You can find me on Twitter at MattJonesTFR. And we are going to continue with our uh, our flow from last week. We are going to start off by taking a look at the cash locks and my uh, listener league lineup. And then we will uh, chat about some of the work I've been doing over at Rotoviz for the game theory series that I've been working on dealing with ownership and uh, and performance. So start things off. Let's uh, let's take a look at the cash locks. We ended up going with Sung Jae Im at 8600 and Victor Hovland at uh, 7800, keeping with our uh, you know our rule of being below 8300 uh, for the average of those two guys. And um, Im let us down a little bit. We uh, we saw him finish. I guess T58 um, just really, really couldn't get uh, get much going in the way of scoring birdies. Um, he 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 didn't perform terribly, uh, you know, didn't make a didn't make any big mistakes, um, only had nine bogeys on the whole weekend. But the uh, the only having 14 birdies and no eagles uh, is not going to get it done, especially when the you know, the winning score for the entire tournament is down around like 20 under, um, you know, five under is not, is not going to do it. Um, so he ended up with 65 DraftKings points in 58th place. Like I said, uh, so not one of our, not one of our better outcomes, although again, uh, you know, making cuts and, and, uh, and getting six to six guys through, is really our aim. Um, so, you know, in that sense, he was he was fine. But uh, we definitely want to hopefully hit on some higher upside guys over the coming weeks. Um, the Our other cash lock, Victor Hovland, finished in 11th place and scored 100 DraftKings points. So definitely, definitely a better outcome on that front. Um, so just to... Just to update the <clears throat> the cash lock, uh, I guess rates or whatever. Um, the uh, there's been 22 uh, cash locks that I've picked in cut events, and 20 of those 22, so a little bit over 90 percent, have made it through to the weekend, which is great. Uh, about 62 percent of them have finished in the top 25. And just under 20% have finished in the top 10. Um, so an average of 27.5 uh, finish position and an average of just over 76 DraftKings points. So, again, similar similar numbers um, that we uh, that we did last year. So that's, a, that's always nice to see that there's some, um, you know, there, there's some track record here that we can say, you know, confidently that we are doing pretty well locking in at least two of these guys and then changing our exposures elsewhere. So that's always nice to see. Um, the rest of the lineup in the Bogey Free Listener League was Rory McIlroy, who also uh, finished T11, tied with Victor Hovland, um, but had 104.5 DraftKings points. So that was nice. Uh, Patrick Reed, 
finished in uh, T24, so t- another top 25 guy uh, with 85 DraftKings points. We had Brant Snedeker as well. Um, Snedeker was super low owned in the in the listener league, and and I think um, he was under owned generally throughout all contests. He ended up finishing uh, T41 with a little bit over 70 DraftKings points. He really just kind of uh, just kind of lost, um, or not lost it, but just could not get anything going on Sunday. He he shot even par, uh, an even par 70 after coming into the day eight under. So it's not like he was lighting the world on fire or anything, but he definitely definitely should have um, should have been a little bit higher. Uh, and then I rounded out this lineup with Harry Higgs who was 6,400 and uh, went on to miss the cut. Again, <clears throat> guy who just never really never really got anything going. Um, so that's what that's what the uh, my general lineup looked like. I did play in the mini max, uh, you know, made built my 150 lineups and um, just just a just a break even week for me. Uh, it is what it is. I I had a nice little sweat going for the listener league. Um, Tavery one, I guess that's how you pronounce it. Tavery, T A V E R Y zero one. He uh, he sort of ran away with the the listener league. He didn't really uh, face much opposition. He had a six of six, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was the only one in the listener league this week out of the 50. So, um, more or less, you know, if that happens and even if it's a 50 man contest, usually you're going to see, uh, that guy finish out up top. He went with answer Reed and Eam, Reed Eam and Hovland actually. So we had a three V three. Um, but he went answer Leishman and Neiman in those other three spots, which, uh, you know, Leishman and, and Neiman didn't do too, too well, but, the uh, the difference there was definitely answer and getting six of six through. So good for him. Commission uh, three seventy one came in second. I I had him when uh, when Todd was ahead, um, but once Todd blew it and it was clear that DJ was going to go on to win, Commish uh, clipped me at the uh, at the finish line there. Even though it was a uh, a four of six, he had he had DJ answer Hovland and Eam. So again, another three v three off of my lineup. I think um, you know if if it's a listener league, they're uh, they're more more often than not uh, the ownership for the cash locks uh, are going to be a little high. So um, definitely definitely should be some game theory at play there for some of you if you are if you're realizing that they're going to be super popular. Um, and you feel like getting a little frisky, you might want to fade, but, um, you know, that's a, that's a conversation for a little bit later. Uh, we'll, we will go ahead and dive into the, uh, the game theory out here in a little bit. Before I jump into the game theory piece, I do want to tell you guys about our presenting sponsor, betonline.ag. There's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners there. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all PGA, UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. 
If you need some more action, they even have some simulated NFL and NBA games going on on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. Visit visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. All right, so let's jump right into the uh, the game theory piece. Just a reminder, if you are listening to this and you are not a Rotoviz sub, you can head over to the website uh, and use promo code BOGEYFREE. That will give you a discount off of any uh, subscription level that you want, and that gives you access to all the PGA content, uh, all of our uh, excellent apps, that um, whether it's the best ball apps that Mike Beers has worked on, um, or any of the other tools that we have, the you know the screener, anything that you think of when you think of Rotoviz, um, all of that is included. The NFL content, uh, and then obviously the all the PGA stuff that I put up. So definitely worth checking out, and it will uh, it will save you a couple bucks if you use my code Bogey Free. Um, all right. So last week we for the game theory portion we talked about. Uh, the the quote unquote stud range, right? The ninety five hundred dollar and up guys. They um, we, we went through and talked about how ownership shakes out in that range, and basically the idea is that you you're likely splitting hairs when trying to decide between those guys, and the the best way to attack that range is most definitely um, playing the lower owned guys. Um, in a given week. That's not to say that always works. Sometimes the chalk hits, but typically um, over the long term, you're going to end up uh, seeing more success in GPPs, especially if you are if you are fading the chalk in that range. Um, so something to think about. To start off uh, this week, we we posted an article on Friday about the eighty. 500 to $9,400 range. Um, ownership itself is uh, can definitely get pretty high in this range. We've seen golfers uh, get as high as like 35% in this range. I think Tony Finau did it a couple times, um, and Matt Kuchar has done it also. Um, for the most part, we are just trying to figure out through this series – like, is there good chalk to eat, right? Is there a way, looking at the trends, is there a way that we can say, all right, you know, this uh, this $8,800 golfer is going to be 20% owned. Historically, have other golfers also done well in this range with that ownership? Have they done poorly? Is it a mixed bag? Like, what's what, what are we looking for here? So basically... In this range, uh, we I broke it up into like basically the mega chalk is eighteen and a half percent. The chalk is twelve and a half to eighteen and a half. The medium owned guys are eight and a half to twelve and a half, and then anybody below that is you know considered low owned. It's it's a bit up and down in this range. the The absolute highest owned guys. Um, historically, and this is over a sample of the last couple of years, um, and this range includes somewhere in the range of like 500 to 600 golfers. 
historically, the most owned guys have boasted the best ceiling rate, um, meaning they've hit 89 or more DraftKings points consistently uh, 23% of the time. The average, they've beaten their average outcome 66% of the time, and they've hit their floor 84% of the time. So those are the three highest numbers um, in any range. So that leads us to believe that we could potentially, uh, we could deal with eating the chalk in this range um, if necessary when we're building GPP lineups. The regular chalk, so like the 125 to 18.5% has not performed as well. Um, and then the the range right below them for average and floor is like significantly worse than the mega chalk. But for ceiling, it's basically the same. It's only one percentage point lower. Uh, so that leads me to believe that we should probably uh, do one of one of maybe two things. Either we say, all right, we'll we're building GPP lineups. We'll let the chalk beat us. Right. If if the if the chalk goes off, we're going to lose and we're OK with that and just really sort of target into those medium owned guys. Um, but on the other hand, you you can also afford to put two of these guys into a lot of your lineups. So my suggestion would be to pick whoever's going to be like one of the top two or three owned guys in this range probably the top two I'd say actually not not two or three because there's usually not that many in this range so you pick one of the top two guys and then you drop down uh for from ownership projections you drop down and say all right I'm gonna I'm gonna take a take a few shares of this guy who's you know nine and a half percent this guy who's 11 percent and pair them with those you know that chalky guy um again this isn't this is none of this is foolproof um but i think that that's definitely one way to go about your build if you're going to go a little bit more balanced um the the other part of this that i thought was kind of interesting and uh i was talking to a uh a a fellow or former writer over here at rotoviz anthony amico and we were talking about some of the things that we noticed uh, you know, just he was working his way through the article and, and we were talking. When we see price jumps in a lot of sports, um, specifically in NFL DFS, when we see price jumps, we're typically uh, going to be a little bit hesitant about rostering that person, whether it's, um, you know, a, a running back who was seeing all of the work because of an injury and now somebody's maybe splitting time, things like that uh, are are going to happen a lot in NFL. In PGA, it's, it's, it's a little bit different. When we see guys who are um, rising up in price, it is wholly uh, it, like an individual, um, it's an individual thing, right? You're not talking about a team playing a weaker opponent, you're not talking about someone else getting hurt and them seeing a price jump. You're not you're talking about them as an individual. So there's some signal here on an individual level with golfers who have price changes. Remember, we're talking about this particular range is $8500 to $9400 golfers. Without 
uh, without any caveats or anything, the best golfers, the golfers who perform the best in this price range are those that jump up from the price range directly below them, from $7,500 to $8,400. They have a better ceiling rate than guys who are coming down in price. They have a better average rate um, than every other group, and they have a better floor rate than um, almost every other group. The only group who has a better floor rate, which (laughs) might be a little bit counterintuitive, are the guys who have jumped up from 6500 to 7400 So the, the really cheap guys jumping up into this range um, have historically seen a decent floor. They've also seen the same ceiling rate as guys whose prices have stayed the same from event to event. So all of this is just a, you know, a, a long way of saying we want to catch guys that are going up in price we do not want to be targeting guys who were, you know, $9,900 or $10,200 one week. And then the next time they make a start, they're $8,700. So um, I think that that, I think generally that just sort of makes sense um, when you think about it from a golf perspective and not just a DFS perspective. I also think that some of these um, some of these guys who are sort of ascending in the price, you're catching them as they get to their ceiling. If you stay on them for too long, then you eventually see that decrease again because the golfers who are um, at 8,500 to 9,400 for three starts, um, eventually most of them are going to drop down to, you know, their sort of actual regular skill level. And that might be, you know, a $7,700 golfer, which is fine. But if you can time these peaks, especially in PGA DFS, I think that you're going to be ahead of the game um, in most situations. So hopefully that makes sense. Obviously, uh, you can go and read the actual article. I've tweeted it a couple times and it's over at Rotoviz. So uh, make sure to check it out. If you have questions or other things you want me to dive into uh, regarding game theory, please uh, reach out. My DMs are open, uh, or you could just tweet at me. Uh, that's at Matt Jones TFR. And other than that, we will uh, we'll talk tomorrow. And we'll have Evan on for the slate breakdown. Talk soon. See ya. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. 
They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.